0: welcome to bible education institute my name is reverend henry kelly and today we will continue in the book of revelations and we will be reading in chapter six and the title on chapter six is the seals very fascinating and uh, before we get started too i would like to uh to give you some uh some more resources I know I told you last time, I uh, probably went over these books already, but especially for Revelations, uh, these two books will help a lot. Um, it's Matthew Henry Commentary, or Concise Commentary, however you look at it. But if you want to get the regular, the big one, it's Matthew Henry of Commentary. Then they have one that's a little smaller, that's why it's called Concise. And that would be Matthew Henry conc- Concise Commentary that will help you a lot to understand revelations and also to understand uh, the New Testament a really good book is um, the complete works of Flavius Josephus Flavius is spelled F-L-A-V-I-U-S and Josephus J-O-S-E-P-H-U-S and he was a Roman Jewish historian and military leader and uh, he was born in thirty in A.D. 37, that's a, after the death of Christ. And he lived to A.D. 100 after the death of Christ. So, and he wrote, and he's got a whole, like, he's got a whole volume that you can read. It's, it's really good. It helps you to understand what exactly went on during that time and during the persecution of the Christians and stuff. Um, after Christ had, I uh, went back to heaven, you know. Uh, so, and anyway, so what I'm gonna do is, once I get through with chapter six, and I'm gonna go, in, I'm gonna read you what the Matthew Henry commentary is on what it says, and this is the one that's online, and I just just do it out of expedience because I have my computer up right now. And so, before we get started, I always like to to give you what the Bible is, why we can trust the Bible, um, and this information. I had received, or I had found on uh, YouTube from uh, Dr. Vodi Bakum And uh, it is very good, I'd, I've heard different parts of it, but he puts it all together and it's really good. So that way, you know, when somebody asks you, you can defend what you believe. The Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by witnesses during the lifetime of other witnesses, 40 authors, 66 volumes of books, span of 1500 years, in three continents. Asia, Africa, and Europe, written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic, hundreds of subjects and topics. Okay? So let's get started in Revelation chapter 6. And like I said, the, the title for this section is The Seals. And then afterwards, I'll read you what the Matthew Henry commentary says for this, this section here to help you to better understand. Okay, starting at verse 1 of chapter 6, I'm using the NIV, New International Version. I watched as the Lamb opened the first of the seven seals, then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, come. I looked, and there before me was a white horse. Its rider held a bow, he was given a crown, and he rode out as the conqueror bent on conquest verse 3 when the lamb opened the second seal i heard the second living creature say come then another horse came out a fiery red one its rider was given power to take peace from the earth and to make people kill each other to him was given a large sword verse 5 when the lamb opened the third seal i heard the third living creature say come i looked and there before me was a Black horse, its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. Verse 6 Then I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying, Two pounds of wheat for a day's wages, and six pounds of barley for a day's wages, and do not damage the oil and the wine. Verse 7 When the lamb opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come verse 8 I looked and there before me was a pale horse his rider was named death and hades and hades remember means hell was following the close was following close behind they were given power o- over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword famine and plague and by the wild beasts of the earth when he opened the fifth seal i saw under the Altar, the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. Verse 10 They called out in a loud voice, How long, sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood? Verse 11 Then each of them was given a white robe, and they were told to wait a little longer until the full number of their fellow servants. Brothers and sisters were killed just as they had been. Verse 12, I watched as he opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. The sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair. The whole moon turned blood red, and the stars in the sky fell to earth as figs from dropped from a fig tree when shaken by a strong wind. Verse 14, the heavens receded like a scroll being rolled up and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Verse 15, then the kings of the earth and the princes and generals, the rich, the mighty, and everyone else, both slave and free, hid in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. Verse 16, they called to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb. Verse 17, for the great day of their wrath has come, and who can stand it? Powerful. Okay, now let me read you the commentary to that. Okay, we're going to begin starting verse one of uh, you know that's the first one of chapter six with the commentary, Matthew Henry commentary. Christ the Lamb opens the first seal. He now enters upon a great work of opening and accomplishing the purposes of God towards the church and the world. 2 One of the ministers of the church calls upon the apostle with a voice like thunder to come near and observe what what then appeared. 3 We have the vision itself. The Lord Jesus appears riding on a white horse. White horse are generally refuse in war because they make the rider a mark for the enemy but our Lord Redeemer was sure of the victory with a glorious triumph and he rides on the white horse of a pure but despised gospel with great swiftness through the world he had a bow in his hand and the convictions impressed by the word of God are sharp arrows they reach at a distance and and Though the ministers of the word draw the bow at a venture, God can, God can and will direct it to the joints of the harness. This bow in the hand of Christ abides in strength and like that of Jonathan never returns empty. Three, a crown was given him and in, in porting that all who receive the gospel must receive Christ as a king It must be his loyal and obedient obedient subjects. He will be glorified in the success of the gospel. When Christ was going to war, one would think a helmet had been proper than a crown, but a crown is given him as the earnest and emblem of victory. For he went forth conquering and to conquer as long as the church continues militant Christ will be conquering when he has conquered his enemies in one, one age he meets the new ones in another age men go on opposing and Christ goes on conquering and his former victories are pledged of future victories so he, he conquers his enemies and his people their sins are their enemies and his enemies, when Christ comes with power into their soul, he begins to conquer these enemies, and he goes on conquering in the progress work of sanctification till he has gained us a complete victory. And he conquers his enemies in the world. The world, wicked men, some by bringing them to his foot, others by making them his footstool. Observe from his seal open the successful progress of the gospel of Christ in the world is a glorious sight, worth beholding the most pleasant and welcome sight that a good man can see in this world. Whatever convulsions and revolutions happen in the states and the kingdoms of the world, the kingdoms of Christ Christ shall be established and enlarged. In spite of all opposition, a morning of the opportunity usually goes before a night of calamity, The gospel is preached before the plagues are poured forth. Christ's work is not all done at once. We are ready to think when the gospel goes forth, it should carry all the world before it, but it often meets with opposition and moves slowly. However, Christ will do his own work effectually in his own time and way. So I hope that helps a lot to get because remember, you have to have context, especially in Revelation. Well, the whole book, you have to have the right context, right? Like I said before, you have to know church history, you know, and also what also helps us knowing the Reformation and how we got, and uh, which is why we have the Protestant movement, which is where you have all the denominations. Because uh, before the whole world was ca- uh, was Catholic, but Martin Luther. Uh, um, after studying, reading, and praying Realized that That we come to Christ On our own Through faith alone Not through any works we do Or anything else And so he broke away from all that And fortunately there was a printing uh, The printing press was just invented And so they were able to To get the word out Like you know Newspapers were not the kind we have today Or used to have but they were like you know, just like maybe a sheet or two with information on it, and they're always, and they were also able to start printing Bibles because before the Bibles were written down by hand, so it was having a Bible was very rare, and what was happening, the Catholic priests at that time because that was, was the majority of the religion um most of them would, would speak in Latin and stuff, so people really didn't know what was going on. Um, because you had a lot of the populace, a lot of the people were just poor people. You know, a lot of them couldn't read and they just believed what they were told and a lot of times a lot of the priests were corrupt and they would lie to them, you know, and a lot of it was, you know, for money or whatever it was during that time because remember, men's hearts are evil. We're all, we're all evil and that's why we need Christ. Okay, so so now we, we know this. Now we know what this section is saying. You know, and what the different horses meant and all like that. So I want to leave it there. I, I don't want to give you way too much your information, you know, to overload. So that's why I'm just doing a, like a chapter at a time and just trying to give you what I can because I don't want to, you know, uh, to just give you too much and like running over like more than 30 minutes. Because um, that way it's easy. It's easier to digest when you have a little bit at a time. And you can go back over to whatever. And that's one thing about doing a podcast and stuff—you can rewind it when you put in. Same thing for for YouTube and Rumble and all that. I put it on there. You can do the same thing. You can rewind it, listen to it, stop it, however you want to do. You know. And so, yeah, and I'm really enjoying doing this myself uh, because I love going through these sections. You know, I just love it. It's just me. But yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this section. And next time we'll be in chapter seven, and this will be interesting. The title of chapter seven is 144,000 sealed. And then we're gonna find out what, what that actually means. And then down the road, you're go to we gonna go over the 1,000 year reign of Christ and what that actually means. Remember, this is not literal. This is symbolic or whatever, so we're breaking it down to have the right context so you can understand what it's actually saying. And not just literally reading it and, and getting a whole different, I'm um, a whole different um, uh, information that's false because we're out of context. It's, you know, because we don't know what's going on at that time. That's why it's important to know hermeneutics. Um, and, and and you can do like basic hermeneutics and get it. The main thing is just uh, understanding what the different sections are. And uh, and also just knowing basic uh, Hebrew and Greek. Hebrew was what the Old Testament was, that's the Jewish language, which is the Old Testament what that was originally written in. And then um, the majority of the New Testament was written in Greek and, and some in Aramaic, because that was the section that they were in during that time. And so to, to at least like now, we may not know the language well, but they have like you know Hebrew and Greek dictionaries and all like that, so you can look up these words and understand what they're saying, you know. And it also gives you like certain sections so you can learn a little bit of it, and that's that will help you get the context. And plus, knowing church history is very important too. That's why I give you these resources. You can go and just listen to it. Especially for church history, when I give you it's um uh a uh, faith in history with William Federer, which is It's found. He's found on the TCT network. On you can go to on-demand videos, and you can watch it. And he he goes through it very thorough, and it's interesting, and everything else. Okay, so let me give you some scriptures. Romans chapter three, verse nineteen, the NIV. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Uh, John chapter 14, verse 6, the NIV. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, the NIV. All scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 to 26 NIV, IV, that Jesus said to his disciple, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up the cross, and follow me. For, whosoever, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it but whoever loses their life for me will find it what good will will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet for forfeit their soul or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul i'm gonna give some salvation scripture now the king james version romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 10 in the king james that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God arise from the dead that shall be saved. For with the heart man believes on the righteousness, and with the mouth confess and made salvation. Uh Romans ten verse thirteen. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Romans chapter ten verse seventeen and also King James version. So then the faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I'm gonna give you some resources now. Oh well before that, let's go over why we need salvation, you know. And if you listen to these videos I always try to, to put that in there because that's the whole point. You know, it, it, it's why why, are we, why do we do this? Why do we need this? Well, those that have come to Christ and have repented of their sins, put their trust in Christ alone, realizing we've broken God's moral law the Ten Commandments. Um, and once we come to Christ, we have freedom in Christ and now we're on our way to heaven. When we die, we go to heaven. And we want that for everybody else, you know, to have peace in our lives now. And I'm not saying it's not the kind of peace we think about, but it's the peace of God. You can have peace within you when life is is all around you. Could be in a war, and still have peace, the peace of God, because that's inside. The outside is, um, like what we're going through. But you can have that peace that comes from God, and and. Without fear, you know, and be and be able to go through this stuff because Christ is now helping you because you belong to Him. So, have you ever lied? We all have lied—little white lies, whatever you want to call it. We, everybody, has lied. I don't care what you think. Even even if it's when you were young, when you were a child, it doesn't matter. You still lied because never been repented of. And remember. God's standards is very high and ours are very low, right? So what he calls one someone that lies? A liar. Have you ever looked at another person with lust, according to Jesus? If you looked at another person with lust, you've already committed adultery in your heart. That's two, and there's 10. Um, have you ever hated anyone? According to Jesus, if you've hated anyone, you've already murdered them in your heart. So that's murder, Remember God's standards are very high And ours are very low So you're already saying Well There's no way you can go to heaven Well What did God What did God do for guilty sinners like us um, He uh, He sent his son Jesus Christ Who came on the earth For three and a half years Giving the gospel Which means the good news Of how you can get saved And go to heaven now You know Through repentance and salvation I mean through repentance And putting your trust in Christ alone To have salvation Um and then he allowed the wicked Jewish leaders at that time to take him and have him you know put to death. They gave him to the Romans to do it, and so the Romans they whipped him. And when they whip you back then, they had uh, it was leather strands that had uh, bone bone chips and metal. Knotted into it, so when it would hit somebody and they pull back, it'd rip your skin off, and you literally would see bones and stuff, and you would just, you know, blood would be everywhere. And if that, if you survived that, then you, um, then you also went and uh, then they put you on a wooden cross. It's a literal cross where we get the cross from, and they would put you on that. They would uh, put a nail, these big giant nails in your hands and feet to hold you up there, and they'd put some rope on it too, but. They put it in a way where you'd have to lift yourself up to breathe and what would happen as you get tired, you would, you know, or collapse from the blood loss and everything and then you would just suffocate. It was a very horrible way to go, but Christ allowed himself to do that, to take all the sins of the world or everybody so that now, because there's no way we could have done it. because we're not holy. God was perfect and holy in every way. He was, he walked as a man, but he was holy. Um, uh, Because God had pregnated Mary That was the earthly mother And she was a virgin And God had favor on her And he pregnated him, you know, supernaturally Not the way we think So he was perfect the whole time And and because to have a sacrifice It had to be perfect to God It can't be It's got to be blameless And it's got to be spotless with no sins And that's why Christ was able to do that for us and he did it willingly because God loves us. And I know sometimes that when I first came to God, it was hard for me to understand it, but you, that's why you have to come by faith. And so now once you understand that we're guilty because we've we broken, everyone's broken God's moral law whether it accepts it or not, but we have. So the only way we can come is to come humbly as a child with a contrite, sorrowful spirit. Ask God to forgive you of all your sins and have mercy on you and then to place the trust from yourself and then give that trust to Christ alone and then start reading the Bible daily without fail and find a good Bible-believing teaching church that so you can go and learn how to grow and serve the Lord and, and uh, go into Bible studies to start learning and growing. And then you'll understand what we're saying now. It's hard to understand in the beginning, but later, as you learn and you're growing and everything, you start to understand what was said to you. And resources are: uh, you can watch us on YouTube and their websites, Dr. Vodi Bacham. You can put Dr. Vodi Bacham Ministries in your search engine and pull up his ministry. Living Waters with Ray Comfort, livingwaters.com, R.C. Sproul, League of Air Ministries, and all this is YouTube. Well Builders with David Barton, wellbuilders.com. He also has a radio show you can find and uh, with the same name. And he goes over predominantly American history, but he goes over all of Christian history. Dr. Walter Martin, drwaltermartin.org. Apology of Students with Pastor Jeff Durbin. Very good. You learn a lot. Go on the website and learn a lot. Um, So you can go to ApologiaStudios.com Apologia is A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A-S-T-U-D-I-O-S Dot com And go on to his website Go to Engine and put in Dr. Greg Bonson Or Bonson U And Bonson is is Greg G-R-E-G Bonson B-A-N-S-E-N And he was a great Bible professor And uh, so the so he died a while back. So the family gave all the audio re- recording teachings and everything to Apology Studios with Jeff Durbin. In, so they've redigitized them, you know, cleaned them up and everything. You can literally get a free seminary education. How cool is that? And if you want to, uh, if you want to correspond with with us, just go to Bible Education Institute at gmail.com. Uh, we. We, we have a website, but it's not working right now. And, and so I'm working on another one, like a better one. And so I'm just going to leave that off for now. You can find us on uh, most platforms, and that is heliumradio.com, helium radio network, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Podcast. Addict, and many others. And you can also find us at um, YouTube and Rumble, Telegram, Getter, Twitter, Facebook, and Gab. And again, let me go over the good teachers I gave you before. That's Ligonier Ministries with Dr. R.C. Sproul, Dr. vodi Bakum, Dr. James White. You can find him on YouTube, and Apology Studios. Pastor Joel Webin with Right Response Ministries on YouTube. And all these on YouTube: Doug Wilson, Gary Demar, and Pastor Jeff Durbin with Apology of Studios. Until next time, remember: Read your Bible daily without fail, and do what it says.